This is On The Story. I'm News 10 ABC's Trishna Begum. Every night, I get to tell people stories, but there's always more. I wish I could fit into every piece. That's where this podcast comes in. Each week, we'll dive into a topic with the newsmakers, experts, and the people who can tell the story the best. Hello there. Welcome to episode 31, titled Oregon Trail. There's a gentleman out there by the name of Mark Scotch, he's 65 years old from Wisconsin, who found himself in the middle of a really interesting conversation at a bar in Louisiana. And that's where the story kind of starts. He ended up committing to giving up one of his kidneys, which he couldn't live without, and he knew that. But obviously it's quite the commitment and quite the story. Mark ended up going through the whole process of the kidney donation and then wanted to raise more awareness about organ donations. So he came up with this bike ride named the Oregon Trail, where he goes from his hometown to Louisiana, and he even made it all the way to upstate New York. I'm gonna let him explain why. Here's Mark Scotch. Hi. Hey, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about this bike ride that you're on. Well, uh, my, my name is Mark Scotch. I live in Wisconsin. And a couple of winters ago, we were just on vacation down to Louisiana and uh, heading toward Texas, actually, and stopped in at a, for the night at a brew pub. I met a gentleman at the bar, started talking with him. One thing led to another. Then he said he had to go home. And I gave him a hard time about leaving. <laughs> and he said he had to go home and go on dialysis. Said he um, was stage four renal failure and who was looking for a kidney. And I just immediately said, well, I think I can give you one of mine. Um, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that straightforward in the sense. I mean, I said that that quickly, but my history is that my, my daughter, my sister-in-law had donated it about 14 years ago. So I knew you could donate a kidney and, and live. I just didn't know how well you could live. And I had no idea what I just committed myself to other than, yeah, I, I think I can give you a kidney. That's kind of how it came out. So you're at a bar, you meet this guy for the first time and, you know, swap stories and whatnot and have great conversation. And at the end of the night, he tells you that what possessed you at that point? I mean, like you said, that's a big commitment to say, I think I can give you a kidney. Well, I think it's prompted by a lot of things that were rolling around in the back of my head for a number of weeks, maybe even months. Um, one is the fact that we had just recently retired a year or two ago, be, you know, before, and something else that had happened over 40 years ago, our firstborn son had, had died being on life support. And it was always something that we wished we would have thought of it. And it was never presented to us at the time to donate his organs. And it was something that was always kind of there, um, especially for, for my wife. I knew that when I, you know, when I just said, I'll give you one of mine, I knew she would be on board. There's no doubt uh, uh, in my mind. And Lynn was sitting right there at the same place. And I, did, I didn't even look at her. I just said, yeah, I can give you one of my kidneys. I'm really sorry about your son. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. And it was just something that always we wished we could have. That's one thing we wish we could have changed, but we couldn't. But in a small way, I guess I was trying to make up for that. Were you... At worried at all? I know you can live with one kidney, but was there anything in the back of your head like uh, you were a little hesitant about? Not at that minute, but shortly thereafter, I realized maybe I don't, 
maybe I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. Um, and that's what led me to learn so much because I wanted to find out if I could continue on doing some of the endurance um, you know, racing that I had done. And, but also in the back of my mind, I, I always felt very fortunate that I had lived this long. I'm 65. And if I had an organ in my body that was still viable, that could help somebody to that extent. That's like, I mean, I would give up doing races, you know, to help somebody live. I mean, just seems like a pretty easy trade-off to me. I mean, especially at, that, at this stage in my life. So, you know, at that instant, it, it, you know, it was clear to me that I could do it. I really didn't know what I had gotten myself into. Though, sure. Until- you have a great, great heart. Let me ask you this. How is the gentleman doing? Well, I, I call him my voucher recipient, um, Hugh Smith down in Louisiana. Um, he's doing fantastic. I mean, he got his kidney and he, he his story was just as weird. Um, he got COVID uh, a little over a week before he was supposed to get a kidney and then he had to wait two, two more months. Oh. And then, yeah. And then when he got his second kidney going, um, he almost didn't get it because weather was preventing it to getting from getting into Jackson, Mississippi due to that really cold spell last winter. Yeah. So he lost the second kidney through, I mean, he would have got a third one, but it just was weird. So he, his whole story is rather interesting too, but um, he's doing fine. I mean, they put his kidney in. He's never been on dialysis since. He hasn't had any issues that I know of. Um, he's fantastic. Just to bring people up to speed, you had agreed to say, I'm going to give up a kidney. And because you weren't a direct match with this gentleman, you were able to basically say, I'm going to give my kidney to somebody but I also want him to have a kidney. So that kind of bumps him up on the list. Yeah, what, that's basically correct. But um, the nuances of, of that whole thing were that I was prepared to go to Shreveport to donate. But what bothered me in the back of my mind was if I had complications after surgery. Because okay. that, re- that requires you to go to the hospital that did the surgery. So in the back of my mind, I was concerned about any kind of complications, I could be living in Shreveport for God knows how long. Then I found out that I was going to be driving right through Madison, Wisconsin, only 90 miles from my home. And it's one of the best transplant facilities in the country. Um, So I thought, gee, why am I driving right through Madison to go to Shreveport? (laughs) When you can just do it in Madison. Yeah. Why can't, why can't I do this in Madison? And I haven't asked them in Shreveport. I said, is there anything I can do up here? They no, no, we got to do everything down here. Well, I did not accept all that in a a sense because I wanted to learn more. And I found out really what happened was when I knew I was going to Shreveport, I started to think about this bike ride down the Mississippi River. I'll be taking multiple trips to Shreveport to do this donation. Um, I'm going to ride my bike different sections of the river just to have fun, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I learned, I think the day that I read 13 people die every day in this country because lack of kidney transplants, I said, I'm going to turn this, these joy rides into an awareness ride. And that prompted me to contact the National Kidney Registry because I was getting all my information off of their website. Their website seemed to be the best for me as a donor to learn about you know, living donors. And when I thought about turning the bike ride into an awareness ride, I contacted them about helping support me with that. 
and they uh, they forwarded my email into a group called Donor to Donor, which is now called National Kidney Donation Organization. Mm-hmm. And they called me. They called me back on the phone, and I was talking to this guy named Ned Brooks, and he said, "Well, explain this to me. What's going on?" So I tried to explain. Hey, I met this guy in Louisiana. I want to go down there and do my donation. He said, "No, you don't have to do that." He said, "You could do it all in Madison if you want to." So Which is what you wanted to do. Yeah, it was something called the voucher program. So that gets us up to speed what you mentioned. So using the voucher program, I was able to do everything in Madison, Wisconsin. My evaluation, my surgery, everything. So when I had my surgery, I gave Hugh Smith this voucher. That gave him priority on the wait list. The thing he had to do was to also get waitlisted or also get on the registry at Jackson, Mississippi, because Jackson, Mississippi is part of the National Kidney Registry. Shreveport was not. Oh. Yes. This is where it gets really funny, and this is why I'm trying to create awareness for so many different reasons. He would have lingered on that wait list in Shreveport for God knows how long. Small hospital, small pool of people. Like any the National Kidney Registry with 100 different hospitals with literally hundreds of people in this in these pools. National Kidney Registry has about 100 hospitals across the United States. One is in Madison. One is in Jackson, Mississippi. That allowed Hugh and I to complete this voucher by me doing everything in Madison, which I did last September 30th, just over one year when I had my surgery. And then February of 18th of this last winter, Hugh had his surgery. So when I understood this voucher program, I really didn't even care about matching Hugh anymore. It wasn't important. Matter of fact, the odds of of Hugh and I being the best match available were slim to none. By using the voucher program, Hugh got the best kidney, which is important because less chance of rejection, less medication. Right. So when I got evaluated and was put on the registry, they found a match for me within two days, I think, somebody in New York. My oh. kidney, yep, my kidney went to New York, and then Hugh got a voucher. Put him at the top of the list. When he was ready, he had to do some things. Get, he had COVID, like I said. He, he got delayed, which is fantastic because it didn't affect me at all. I could just go ahead and do what I needed to do, and I was done. Right. When he was ready... They found the best match for him at that time was from Southern California. So a guy from Wisconsin has a beer with a guy in Louisiana. Somebody in New York gets a kidney. Somebody in California gives a kidney. I mean, it's, it was so simple. And this is all pretty new. This voucher program is only a couple years old. What Do you know where in New York your kidney ended up? Like city, region, anything like that? No. No, all I know is New York, and it's kind of like an adoption. Both parties have to agree, and both parties write to their you know their transplant facility. Mine would have been Madison, and then if both parties agree, then the transplant facilities exchange information. So, could you possibly find out if you wanted to, like track whoever down, and if they wanted to also know the person that gave them the kidney? Yes, I have sent four letters to Madison, and then they're supposed to forward them on to um, somewhere in New York. And so far, I haven't heard back. So that means that either letters aren't getting there, which I doubt, 
or the other the person who received my kidney just wants to remain un, uh, anonymous. Sure. Keep and us posted. Please, if you if you find out that it's oh, in yeah. upstate New York, please let me know. Yeah. There's Rochester and I think Syracuse. And then there's four different transplant facilities in, in New York City that are all part of the National Kidney Registry. Does that feel odd to you at all? Like knowing somebody out there has one of your kidneys, but you don't know who that person is? Well, you know, I, I've got a warped sense of humor. So I think this person is sitting back knowing full well who I am because of all the publicity and just laughing his butt off or her butt off. It's like, I'm not gonna, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you got a good sense of humor. Talk to me a little bit about this bike ride that you do. You dubbed it the Oregon Trail, which is a great name. Um, reminds me of one of my favorite childhood games too, Oregon Trail, if, if any kids in the 90s uh, grew up playing that. But tell me the reason you do this. Well, kind of two reasons. One is to promote the whole idea that there is such an urgent and dire need of living donors. I mean, you know, 13 people are die, you know, died today and 13 people are gonna die tomorrow um, unless we get more living donors, you know, that's just a fact. So that's one, that's the major reason. Secondary reason is I wanted to do these rides um, to demonstrate that, you know, you can go out and donate a kidney and literally save somebody's life and, and go back to your life and there's no change. I mean the 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 risk reward the, the what do you what what are you gonna call it bang for the buck I mean there's really no comparison so that's why I'm, I'm doing both you know that's why I'm doing the ride where take us through the route where does it start where do you go through and where does it end well it started on Martha's Vineyard um because we were there for a, a, um, a little conference with National Kidney Donation Organization so I started on Martha's Vineyard on September 19th. We went to a local dialysis center right on the island. And met, I had some goals to do with this ride. One, I wanted to um, open it up to anybody who wanted to ride with me to start with. Secondly was um, I wanted to try to um, highlight as many people as possible that are on dialysis. And if I was gonna be meeting media along the way, I wanted anybody that that could and wanted to to join me and try to get their story out because I think having that that initial face to face somebody tells a story to somebody and somebody picks up on it I mean to me I wanted to do that the first ride I didn't do that and, and I knew the second ride I wanted to so we we're, we're trying to highlight dialysis centers transplant facilities I put out social media, people that wanted to meet me anywhere along the ride, if I had media. And if I didn't have media, you know, I'd do my own video and get it on the Oregon Trail and see if we could get, you know, get, to, to get their story out there. So, so we left Martha's Vineyard and then we just came down through uh, New Bedford, Newport, down to Greenwich, Connecticut. And then I wanted to go to New York City, biggest media center in the world, you know, to, to create publicity. And, and wouldn't you know it, it's the only place we never got any. <laughs> but we tried. We had sometimes, sometimes they're a little busy. Yeah, well, we had it set up really good. We have um, a former detective with the New York City Police, belongs to the same organization I do, the National Kidney Donation uh, Organization. And we had it set up to do a really cool thing at uh, 
one police plaza. Yeah. Where, uh, one of the policemen had received a kidney from someone else from a different policeman, and they were going to meet for the first time. And then the Oregon Trail was going to be kind of part of that. But the recipient in that in that um, donation thing got, got COVID like four days before the event. Oh, no. So we had to cancel it. So that's why we didn't have any media. I mean, we still tried. And you were in the capital region as well, right? Yeah. Then I went up, from, uh, up to Albany and then uh, over to Niagara Falls and then down through Cleveland. And right now we're a, a day away from Lake Michigan um, coming into, um, we're in Fremont, uh, Indiana, small town in Indiana. Where Where is the final destination that you're going to end up? A town called Plover, Wisconsin. That's where I live. And it's right by a town called Stevens Point, which is a little bit bigger. And this is something that you're hoping to do every year? Well, we've done two of them already. And my wife is shaking her head. <laughs> um, it's, it's quite involved. Um, it's pretty complex. And it's, you know, it's three to four weeks of serious, uh, you know, pretty intense, a uh, lot of planning. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, it's a lot of chaos too. I mean, we think the main word we do is chaos. <laughs> and tiring, I bet. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all, it all takes its toll. Um, that said, um, my first ride was pretty independent. I just did it with my buddy and mine. Uh, I have a really good friend that helped me with media, but it's, it's a full-time job for him when we do this. So sure, we try to incorporate it with the National Kidney Donation Organization organization so we can get it you know kind of in their organization as something that could be duplicated by other people or you know kind of a kind of a template kind of thing so there might be other ones Um, I might do one or two more yet but I just don't know when yet what would you tell people who have considered donating a kidney well Anybody listening to uh, anybody listening to this that it sounds curious at all, the thing that I would recommend, I guess, two things. One, do your own research. It's so easy on the internet now. I would recommend going to nkr.org or nkdo.org and just read about the different things, the different programs. Um, this voucher program, if a person understands that, it's it's breaking down so many barriers to donation. It's, it's, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, I think the most important thing to realize is that not everybody can be a donor. So um, the most important thing is to get tested and get uh, ev- evaluated and see if you can even be a, a living donor. Then if you do that, if a person does that, um, then there has to be a decision whether you want to move forward or not, depending on if you, are physically able to donate. So, you know, I tell people don't get worried about making a decision to be a donor or uh, or not. I mean, that decision doesn't have to be made right away. The first decision is to get tested. Interesting. Anything else that you would like to share, add that I may not have asked? I think we covered most of it. I just want to, um, you know, reemphasize that you know, one out of 750 people are born with one kidney. They don't even realize it. I don't know how many people have come up to me and, and said, yeah, I mean, I'm 40 some years old. I thought I didn't know I only had one kidney until like three weeks ago, huh. you know, like that. So living on one kidney is very doable. Um, the only way they're going to let you become a living donor is if you're in almost perfect health. So 
if you go in in perfect health don't, uh, and donate a kidney, you're going to come out in, in, in perfect health. I mean, and I'm just trying to prove that people shouldn't be afraid of it because if an old guy like me can do it, then just about anybody can, you know? You're a pretty healthy guy though. You are out there proving that yes, you can still live your best life with one kidney. Right. And that's what I try to get across. Definitely. Mark, where can people find you and where can people uh, donate to the cause, learn more about it and all of that good stuff? Uh, pretty simple. It's called theorgantrail.org, www.theorgantrail.org. And that'll take you to NKDO website, which is a click for the Oregon Trail. And, um, and then, of course, so the Facebook page is also called the Oregon Trail. And it'll try to take you to Oregon, but stay out of the state. Stick to the organ, like the kidney organ, and uh, and you'll find it. Organs, like the kind you have in your body, the organ yeah. trail. But I will link it um, so that people uh, can find it very easily. Thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. You're an amazing human being, and good luck on the rest of the ride, and and have fun. I am. Oh, we are. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you so much. I want to thank Mark for being an absolute inspiration, being selfless, and for his time. Mark also wanted to let us know that his wife, Lynn, has now been approved to donate as well. And once she goes through that process, he wants to ride to wherever her kidney ends up. So there probably will be another ride in their future. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. I'll be linking all of the resources to everything that Mark talked about in the notes. I'll be back the week after next with another episode. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy.